This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Supreme Court has sided with small refineries in a key biofuels policy case. The High Court ruled small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard did not need to be rewarded continuously, striking down a Tenth Circuit ruling to that effect issued last year. The decision represents a win for small refineries like Holly Frontier, which said in a statement it was glad to see its long-standing arguments validated in the 6-3 decision. For biofuel groups, it's a blow to the new rationale for granting waivers created by the Tenth Circuit's ruling. But they also argue some of that rationale still holds up, according to American Coalition for Ethanol CEO Brian Jennings. It may mean that some of these 70 petitions that are sitting on EPA's desk waiting for uh, some sort of action may get granted uh, because of this decision. But I think a lot of them and most of them should, in fact, be rejected based on some of the other uh, factors that we have in place. He says the Tenth Circuit ruling included three separate aspects, the continuity argument which the Supreme Court overturned, but also the requirement that the waiver decisions not incorporate the cost of compliance credits or consider factors outside the RFS. There's also the matter of the upcoming renewable volume obligations to set the annual blending targets for 2021 and 2022. Jennings says that move should be independent of the Supreme Court decision. I don't necessarily believe that this ruling is going to have bearing on the RBOs, although there could be uh, an argument that if there's some consideration of, of reallocating waivers to um, non-exempt refiners, that you know there, there might be some consideration of that with these. But we'll just have to see. You know, we're going to argue for as robust volumes as we can. He says the EPA has conveyed to them a focus on getting the targets out by the end of November. November. There's more about the Supreme Court decision in our story on agripulse.com. A new bill in the House looks to expand the amount of beef processing capacity as well as the amount of people who own it. I do think diversity of ownership matters. And so we, in our bill, it's, I mean, it's not open to everybody. I mean, this is, uh, we do make it clear that this is for uh, smaller facilities. Uh, our, our, our bill would not help uh, the big four expand. That's Dusty Johnson, a Republican House member from South Dakota. He and Virginia Democrat Abigail Spanberger this week introduced legislation to provide loans to companies looking to expand or build new production capacity. He says language in the bill would prevent it from helping the nation's biggest meatpacking companies. Anybody who does more than 5% of the processing capability per day in this country doesn't qualify. So again, this is really focused on, on everybody but the big four. The bill is one of many members of Congress have introduced on beef issues so far this year. Johnson says some of those bills could have a legislative vehicle in a couple of months. I think there's real legislative momentum, in part because we do have to do mandatory price reporting this year. Deadlines drive achievement in D.C. especially. And so the fact that we are going to be taking up a bill and we're going to be passing a bill that deals with market transparency in the cattle industry, I think gives us an opportunity. Finally today, Johnson and other members of Congress are urging the Biden administration to continue legal action on the new swine inspection system. A union representing packing plant employees successfully argued the new plan and its provisions for faster line speeds did not incorporate potential concerns to the health of their members, 
But a group of more than 70 members of Congress say the Departments of Agriculture and Justice should take all avenues available to defend NSIS during a 90-day implementation window, which closes next week. USDA has previously advised facilities that were operating under the pilot NSIS program to be ready to adjust to new line speeds by June 30th. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The estate tax forced a teenage Anne Margaret Hughes to choose between her college savings and saving the farm. Unless Congress eliminates the estate tax or at least makes a higher exemption permanent, many more farm families will be forced to do the same. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.